0: I got props today, so, um, I had something all prepared, and uh, then I looked again at the list of uh, potential verses for the Torah portion, and I saw that somewhere on this list was Zechariah 3, and now Zechariah 3 is not in the Torah, so how did that happen? Did I not read it right, or, whatever. I was talking to you, but you can just ignore me. Um, so I was, like, excited because Zechariah 3 is, like, one of these... It's a super cool passage. It's, like, um, it's almost like it should have been in the New Testament, but it was so close it just kind of bled over into the Old Testament, which isn't how it historically worked. But uh, it's just, like, you're reading through some of the latter prophets, and it's, like, a lot of this doesn't apply, don't know what to do with this, and all of a sudden it's just, like, boom, gospel. And, uh, and so I've always enjoyed Zechariah 3, and... Um, As I developed this more, I thought, hey, this is perfect for Father's Day, so it worked out well that way. Um, so Zechariah is having this vision of heaven and and God's telling him stuff about Israel and and their future and the covenant and all this stuff. And then God showed me Joshua the high priest, not to be confused with Joshua, the book of Joshua, but this is somebody named Joshua who's a high priest after the Babylonian captivity. And he's standing before the angel of the Lord. So right away we'll stop for a second. Anytime you see the angel of the Lord. This is a special angel in the Old Testament that sometimes is referred to as distinct from God, sometimes as God receives worship. He spoke to Joshua, said, whose side are you on? I'm not your side or the other side. I'm uh, on the Lord's side and and Joshua worshiped him. And so the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. The Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. With the eyes that we have understanding the New Testament, we can see this this is Jesus. When it's the angel of the Lord speaking, this is Jesus. And so that, with fresh eyes, we can look at this passage and see things that the original authors wouldn't have seen. Uh, so he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, standing before Jesus. And Satan was standing on his right hand to accuse him. So this is kind of like the picture of like, the two angels on the two sides of you. But instead, it's like Satan is on one side and Jesus is on the other. And Satan is accusing this guy, Joshua, a spiritual leader in the community. And the Lord said to Satan, so this is the Lord, uh, this is Yahweh, the proper name for God, this is God the Father. God the Father says to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Is this not a piece of wood that was burning and I pulled it out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and standing before the angel. Um, standing before Jesus. So Joshua is, is filthy as he's standing before God the Father, before Jesus and before Satan. So Satan is actually speaking truth at this point. He's saying, look at this guy, he's dirty, he's stinky, he's smelly, he's yucky. And God the Father says, shut up, this guy is a brand plucked from the fire. You are wrong. And he spoke and said to those who, so the angel spoke, so Jesus spoke and said to those who were standing before him saying, remove the filthy garments from him. Again, he said to him, See, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with festal robes, with beautiful clothes. And then I said, and this is like, I was like, who's speaking? Oh, this is Zechariah speaking. All of a sudden, Zechariah pipes up. So you have God the Father talking, you have Jesus talking, you have Satan talking. Zechariah's back here, and he's like, Hey, I have an idea too. And he said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. And everybody's like, Alright, sure. And they put a clean turban on his head too. And uh, and they changed his garments, and they gave him clean clothes. And the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways, and if you will perform my services, then you will also govern my house, and also have charge of my courts, and I will grant you free access among those who are standing here. And then uh, it goes on some other stuff. And then verse 9, God gives him a stone with seven eyes on it, which is cool, I guess. And... um, and on this stone is also written, I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. So it's kind of pointing forward to Jesus, how he's going to take away all the iniquity of, of the people in one day. But just this image is so beautiful about being filthy and the, and the, the filthy garments being taken off and clean garments being put on. And uh, there's, there's so much here, there's so much we could mine, we could, we could preach a whole sermon from this obviously. <clears throat> Um, But it just reminds me of uh, Romans 13, 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on Jesus Christ like a garment. Put him on. And make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. And this is something that I've heard a lot of times. And I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around how do I put on, how do I wear Jesus Christ? I got the second part of it, make no provision for the flesh, basically... Don't do bad things. So put on Jesus Christ and then don't do bad things and and do good things. How do we put on the Lord Jesus Christ? And this, um, I was walking in Walmart uh, a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden as I was praying and thinking about some things, listening to podcasts, I just had this vivid mental picture. And I thought that, oh, I'm going to write this down. This is going to be an awesome short story. And I realized I'm not very good at writing short stories anymore. And I realized, "I I think this is for the Torah portion. Um, and so I'm going to try and share with you this, this short story that I have in my mind that I haven't really been able to put to paper. So it's about adoption. And there's this kid r- driving in a truck with his adoptive dad. And I know there's people that have adopted in this room, and so this is a very relevant idea. And and this kid is is trying to understand what's going on because he's recently been adopted, and this guy is talking to him like, you know, just as though they're best friends, I and mean, he's going back and forth, and hey, what about this, and what about that, and, and all these emotions are coming up in him, because the reality he's used to is um, hearing little comments, spoken or unspoken about, we don't really have the money for the number of orphans we have, I sure hope we can have less orphans, oh, we have another one. Oh, somebody got adopted, that's great people didn't really have time for him, people were trying their best, but it was a guilt thing, and, and who is there really to love me, and he's feeling like he's kind of in the way, feeling like maybe it's his fault that he was abandoned, like nobody wants him, and so he's kind of used to being invisible, and kind of in that reality of, i just I'm trying to be a, a wallflower here, and this it's hard to be a wallflower when this guy keeps talking to me, he keeps inter- engaging with me, he keeps treating me like I'm special, and all of a sudden we're going to call this guy Eduardo Santiago and and the the father leans over to him and they they got to the destination and says would you like to play baseball and Eduardo and this is you know there's some moments when it's just like all of a sudden everything becomes clear you know and in that moment it's like you have an eternity of kind of like huh and realization and Eduardo looks up at his dad and he's like what planet are you from like I'm from Honduras I don't know baseball. If you give me a soccer ball, I will whip your butt. But I, what is this baseball thing? Why, why would you think I'm excited about playing baseball with you? I don't know. I don't know how to play baseball. And all of a sudden, realized it clicked. As you looked at the beat-up, worn-in glove and the old, nasty baseball cap of Johnny, who was we're just going to say for the, for the sake of this illustration, his son that had been tragically killed in a car accident while the adoption was taking place. And suddenly, Eduardo looks at this man and he realizes two things. First of all, this guy's not quite right in the head. Because when he looks at me, he doesn't see Eduardo, he sees John. He sees the little child that he gave birth to, that he was in the, in the surgery room with. He sees the child that he taught to ride a bike. He sees the child that he cuddled with when he was having nightmares. He sees all this history. And when he looks in my eyes, this is who he sees. But that's not who I am. I'm I'm Eduardo. I'm I'm nobody. I'm in the way. I'm not Johnny. He's seeing the wrong guy. And then he realizes, I have a father. There's somebody here that sees me like that the way I never thought anybody would ever see me. He sees me as a son. And um, I remember seeing in a movie uh, this really painful scene where uh, a girl said to this guy, you don't see me. You see Lila or Layla or whoever the lover or the the previous person is and you're just, this relationship, you're just trying to live this relationship through me. Um, And I can't think of a more painful place to be than... And in a lover relationship saying you don't see me you see somebody else and yet in an adoptive relationship how beautiful that this father does not see Eduardo the foreigner he sees Johnny his son or he sees Eduardo Smith not Eduardo Santiago and this is what it means and now, now Eduardo has a choice what reality is he going to sit in Is he going to continue to sit in the reality of nobody wants me, I'm a wallflower, I've been rejected, I'm nobody? Or is he going to put on that baseball cap, grab that glove, and say, I have no idea how to play this baseball thing, but if you want me to, let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. And I think that's what what the reality that... God was trying to communicate to Joshua, the high priest back in the Old Testament, what he wants to communicate to us. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Enter into this new reality that you are, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees his son that was begotten before the beginnings of time. He sees his beloved son, and he looks at you and says, This is my son and my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And so live in this reality don't live in the reality of what the accuser, what Satan is trying to whisper into your ear is trying to speak over you. So that is what I want to share from Zechariah 3. Lord Jesus, thank you that um, you've adopted us as sons. What that means is whether we're daughters or sons, you've adopted us fully with full rights and full inheritance into your home. And I thank you, Lord, that when you look at us, you don't see our faults, you don't see the things that we've done, you don't see the things that have been done against us. (coughs) You see your beloved son, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, my very beloved son and daughter. And um, I just pray, Lord, that we could continue to live in that reality today. And uh, this Father's Day, Lord, I just pray that that a fresh vision of fatherhood could be cast over us and spoken over us so that we can live in that reality. In Jesus' name, amen.